This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. everyone welcome to Venta with connie um podcast i am your host connie welcome to a brand new episode if you are new here thank you so much i appreciate you and um just in case if you don't know we do have a bible study just for women it's called vent to god it's like an extension of this podcast um i would highly encourage that um you send us email if you're a woman send us email at Venta with connie yahoo.com so we can bring you in we'll be more than happy to have you join the group and um for the ogs those that are always coming to listen to this podcast thank you guys so much for your continued support i i am really really um grateful for all of you um i appreciate your loyalty for real for real today's episode um as you can tell by the title um it was actually inspired by I believe what the Lord has been teaching me, you know, as of recent, you know, since the first day God started showing me or teaching me these things, I feel like, um, teachings or sermons related to this topic started appearing in my radio all of a sudden. Um, first I started with my pastor's Sunday preaching, then a couple of YouTube videos recommendation. It's always so amazing when these things happen. God has been teaching me that, um, serving or worshiping him him i'm talking about is god also requires my brain i know a lot of you would say duh of course like it requires your brain how can you not know this i know i know however don't be too fast or too quick to conclude in your mind that you know what i'm referring to i will explain in details what i mean throughout this episode so you know what time it is do not move an inch because we are about to dive deep on this topic and we'll be back right after this keep on listening okay so like i said earlier this is something that have been really God have been laying on my heart and I wanted to share it with you guys, you know, as I am growing in, in my walk with Christ and, um, and I've been under the discipleship of sound teaching, you know, I have realized that having faith in God does not mean you are blind or it is not an illusion or a fantasy or even wishful thinking. You know, yes, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, that for we walk by faith, not by sight. First, if you read the full context of that 1 Corinthians 5, you will understand that Paul was talking about internal hope we have in Christ, so which is spending eternity with the Lord, you know. So just because the passage says, um, for we walk by faith, not by sight, does not mean we have blind faith or our faith in Jesus is something to make us feel better about our life here. That's why most non-believers think Christians are dumb, you know, or to be a Christian, you have to be dumb. And they say this because they probably encounter a lot of self-proclaiming 
Christians that can explain or even give a defense on why they believe what they believe. And it's so sad, isn't it? You know, so, so this brings me to why this topic is so relevant or important uh, for me to share with you guys. You know, most self-proclaiming um, Christians say they have faith, but what they have is actually wishful thinking. They say they are Christi Christians because everyone around them, especially their family or someone close to them, says they are Christian. Or they actually say they are Christian to make themselves feel better. Or it can be some really lame excuses, like why they are Christian. Their faith is not built on Jesus at all, which is the rock, the rock, the foundation that you want to be under. But um, their faith is actually built on the sand. It's weak in simple terms, you know, and because of his week, when culture changes or society changes, their faith will just disappear or wither away, you know? And another reason I think uh, why people have weak faith or no faith at all, because they don't use their brain in church. Now, let me explain, because I did allude to this at the beginning on my intro, but let me explain what I mean by this. For example, um, you know, when we go to school, right? We know that there's a, a a requirement, you know, even if you try, I'm talking about now university or college or even any school, you know, even in any class that you are in, you know, there's a requirement. You have to study. You have to know these things. You cannot go into exam hall or exam time thinking, oh, I have faith. I'm going to pass this exam without studying, without doing your due diligence, right? Or passing some tests because we have some series of tests that you have to take throughout the course before you take your final exam, right? But if you don't do these things, and you think, I am just going to walk in in that hall, right? And just pass the exam. Except you have some juju or something. But anyway, you get what I'm saying, but you can't do that. We know those things that doesn't make sense. You know, when we are in class listening to a teacher, when we are studying, we studied, so it will make sense. You know, you use your brain in school because you know you cannot just pass the class without meeting the prerequisite or passing some assignment or some project. There's something that you had to do. You can't just pass the class just by accident or you can just do whatever you want to do and then you'll pass the class. No, you had to follow the teacher's instruction. Now, follow me. I don't, I don't want to lose you guys. I'm getting somewhere. Now, let's, let's compare this to church. Most self-proclaiming Christians, when they come to church, they don't actually use their brain in the sense that they don't think. as They don't actually take the time to read the Bible. You know, even when they're listening to sermon, checking if the pastor is preaching what is actually in the Bible, that means they had to go home, actually revisit the preaching, the sermon, and make sure the pastor is aligning. What they are listening to, what they are hearing, is aligning to the word of God. Most self-proclaimed Christians go to church, they just want to be filled with emotions, and, and they will be appealed to their emotion, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. They will be all hyped and everything. And then they come home, they get their senses back, and they start thinking, hmm, this doesn't make sense. And they will go back to the word, because they feel like in the word, they use their senses, they use their brain more. You know, in everything, they use it more. But in church, they have to turn off, some, turn off their brain a little bit. And I think also the leaders, of the, the leaders in the church actually contribute to this as well, too, because I don't think they're creating, some churches are not creating 
a safe environment for their audience, for their congregation to ask questions or to even correct them or something like that. They don't want that. And I think why they don't want that is because they know sometimes they're not preaching the right thing or they are uh, wolves in sheep, in sheep clothing. So they don't want people to discover they are not real, to know that they are false, actually. So they, they don't like you to ask questions or even be in doubt or any way. It's like, okay, this year I'm preaching is not matching. They will not encourage that. Bec and when, they, when, when they're not encouraging that, they're not encouraging their, uh, their congregation to actually grow. The body of Christ in that local environment is now growing which is so sad. And I think they do that because they don't want you to see their true colors. Most likely, they probably don't know the answer because most of them, they're probably preaching what they heard from others or what they, they think that's how you're supposed to do as a pastor or they're preaching out of their own you know, ability. They're not seeking the face of God in all these things. God didn't send them. God didn't call them to these offices. You get what I mean? So that's why they'll be avoiding those things. But still, um, as a Christian, you also have that responsibility. You also have to use your brain. You have to use your brain in church. You don't use your brain in your business, in your school, in every part of your life. Then when it comes to church, when it comes to worshiping your God that created you, you tend to not use that. So many of the self-proclaiming Christians don't even know how to explain what they believe. They don't even believe, sometimes they just believe this thing. Let's say if they are having difficult times, they will just say, oh, have faith or whatnot because they want a desired result. You know, they want a particular result. So they will just believe. They say they have faith. But after they got what they want or sometimes they don't get what they want, they will just probably leave it and just do things of the world to get their results, you know? So they, their faith is so weak and it's most likely based on association. And that is what I'm talking about. And when I started, you know, learning the word of God and everything, and I've come to realize even some of the Bible passages that um, those pastors or those priests or whoever that is preaching or what people you hear people tell you about, you know, some of these passages, they spiritualize everything. But actually, the Bible is meant for you to sit down and study it. And sometimes you do, you do apply your brain. Not sometimes, all the time you do. Think about this. How can God give you a brain, but you only use it in other things? So when it comes to things of him, you don't use it. I just realized, I was like, hold on. We're supposed to use our brain also. That's we need to think about it. Ask intelligent questions. Ask questions in the scriptures. You know, ask your leaders, your shepherds. Ask them these questions. When you are confused or in doubt, ask questions. That's why in the Bible, someone came to Jesus and was like, um, I believe, help me on my unbelief, something like that. You know, it's okay, you ask this question. We need to use our brain. I know a lot, of, a lot of you guys will be thinking, why am I bringing this up? It's not that big of a deal. It is a very big of a deal, and I will tell you why we should be taking it serious and why I am bringing it up is because not actually using your brain, not actually reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, you know, in the way you're supposed to study, applying all your senses, you know, seeking the Holy Spirit, of course, would be number one, but reading the word of God for what it is, actually, taking the time to study it, not doing those things or asking questions when you are confused. One, why this is important, why we should do this, if we avoid these things, it leads to a lot of people having weak faith. 
you know, when they go back home, let's say they, they don't use their senses, their pastors might say all these false things the, the pastors will say, they wouldn't know their pastor is preaching something false because they're not even reading their Bible. They think only just go to church every day or just answer a question, just sing all the time, pray all the time, you are good. You know, they are very ignorant in that area. And some of them are very okay being ignorant when it comes to things of God. You know, they just do it with mediocre. Everything mediocre is average. It's okay. You don't have to do too much. But when it comes to their career, when it comes to their business or school or whatever it is, they put all, they are all, they think about it. Before you make any business decision, you will think about it. You sometimes you even have to sleep over it before you make that decision. You apply your brain. You apply everything before you make that decision. But when it comes to things of God, like the church you go to, or whatever it is, or how you worship, how you read your Bible, the kind of sermon you listen to, the kind of music you listen to, worship music you listen to, people don't think too much about these things, you know? They just do it. And when you avoid doing these things, when you avoid using your brain, you tend to... Um, you tend to, when you read the Bible, you start reading yourself into the Bible. And most times, people reading the Bible out of context. It's most times, the Bible they quote is actually what they hear from people or what they think sounds good. And people make this mistake of, mistake of always taking the promises that is not for them and, and claiming it's God promised them that. Let me say this. Not all promises in the Bible is for you, Okay. Especially when it comes to the Old Testament, God, God's um, dealings with the Israel. We have to be careful when we start taking all these their promises, God had promised them during that time. And the funny thing is, when people take all these promises, say God promised them, they tend to leave the causes. If you read the full chapter, you will get that there's a promise that's also a cause. But people will pick only the promises and just leave the rest. Say God promised me this. You know, and I've been guilty of this too. And when God even convicted me of that, and I'm thinking, I was like, we actually look like children when we do this. Like when kids, you know, start claiming things that is not theirs because they feel like they, they feel entitled, you know? And that's what it turned us, turn us to. When we start claiming all this thing that isn't ours, we just become entitled people and prideful people. You know, it's just so ridiculous. This is why, this is why, it's important to also use your brain. Also, um, when you are not using your brain, when you are not thinking, when you are not making sure you are, you are, you are seeking God in everything, making the you know, right decision, making sure that what you are believing actually corresponds to reality. If you don't know the evidence for Christianity, do your research. You get what I mean? And find this out. There's so many great books out there that will explain to you Explain to you the evidence we have for Christianity. So many people don't even know these things. And some, some people don't even care to find this thing out. They just, just have faith. We all believe in God. It's okay. We'll move on. You don't even know the God you believe if he exists. And sometimes I think we don't want to ask this question sometimes because we are scared that we might not get the answer. And we know our faith is very weak. Let's be honest. We know that. And when you are not applying your brain also, people tend to abuse you spiritually. You know, that spiritual abuse, abuse, and it happens a lot in church because people will be abusing you, say, God told me, or this and that, and you just believe it and just take it. And when they're telling you this thing, they're telling you what God told them about your own life, and you are going to be abused spiritually. The funny thing is some people, they don't even know this because they cannot even recognize it. 
Because they think that that's what you're supposed to do in church. That's what a pastor is supposed to do. That's what this person, you know, all those things the leaders supposed to do. No, you have to actually read the word to make sure your pastors meet the qualification of an overseer, of a pastor. And it's all in the Bible. You get what I mean? And also people are being misled. So first teaching, and when you are not using your brain too, you're able to listen to any kind of people, any kind of pastors without knowing if they are sound or not, if they are you know, Bible preachers or not. You're just listening to anything that sounds good to you. That's why the Bible describes it to, you know, itching ears. You know, you'll be gravitating to, towards something that you want to hear because your ears are itching. You want to please yourself. You get what I mean? So we need to be very careful with them. And, um, when you actually don't know something, ask God, seek God in everything. And he, the Bible says it, God did promise us that he reward those who diligently seek him. Seek him and he's going to reveal those things to you. He's going to, you know, open doors for you to people or place people in your life that will help you out on those things. You get what I mean? For example, what I'm talking about, um, I think of recent, my pastor was, preaching on Matthew, right? And we talked about when the wise men came and gave um, Mary and Joseph, gifted Jesus um, when he was still a, a newborn. They gifted Jesus gold, frankincense, and mercy. If you grew up in church, you have heard this story so many times. People have acted it in play during Christmas time. Even the, whole, the gift, how people have spiritualized it too and everything. But people even exaggerate even the meanings too. You get what I mean? And I get their whole point in those things. But actually, when I was reading it, even when my pastor was preaching it, I was reading the Bible. I was like, hmm, this gift obviously is a royal gift, obviously, to show Jesus is he's the king, you know? And also, the wise men actually came and fulfilled prophecy, you know, that was, you know, st- that was um, prophesied in the Old Testament. You know, that's just basically what they did. And also, and I was thinking, hmm, those three gifts they gave, um, they gifted Jesus, God probably used that to make provision provision for Mary and Joseph because he had to realize they were poor. That Jesus was even born in, in manger. You get what I mean? In a poor area in Bethlehem. You know, they couldn't even, they don't have much to survive, you know? So gifting Mary and gifting Jesus those three gifts, and I'm sh- it's very, a very honorable gift. It's actually God's provision to Mary and Joseph because I'm sure they're going to use those gifts. They probably will sell it or something to get money so they can finance their trip or even take care of the baby or even take care of themselves to feed themselves because they didn't have much. God used that to make provision for them. But most cases, when people talk about this Bible verse, they want to spiritualize everything. They will not talk about sometimes... You know, the realistic part of it, everything God does, everything Christianity does is real, is realistic. And I think that's what people struggle with. Most self-proclaimed Christians, they struggle with this because they're not using their brains. So they think Christianity is not real life. I cannot apply it to my life. So that's why they can just do it every Sunday and then the rest of the week, they just move on their life. Because they feel like Christianity is not realistic, it's not practical is not you know it doesn't apply to their life or the bible does not apply to their life and all those things but they don't know it is real you get what i mean because it is the truth and the truth have to always correspond to reality and it's real everything that you need and the bible stated everything we need for godliness is in that bible it is it is written to help equip us to equip the saints 
You get what I mean? And everything we need is there. You get what I mean? It might not be exactly your situation, but the principles that you need, the wisdom that you need, the guidance you need to actually tackle whatever situation you are going in, you can find that in the Bible. And living that godly life, you need that. And to know how to live it, you have to read it from the Bible. So these things are always important. And, um, and James 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. So even if you lack wisdom, you don't know, am I listening to the right uh, you know, biblical preaching? Am I, is this what God wants me to do? Is this how this life I'm living right now, is it godly life? Because most people are saying they are Christian, but their life does not look like a Christian life. And most of them are ignorant of these things, you know? And I wouldn't say they are ignorant because the, the law of God is written in all of our hearts. So you, you cannot even be like you are ignorant of this. Maybe you might not know like the fruit of the spirit and all those things. In your business, in your career, in school, in every part, in your life, in your family, there's a way you have to approach this. You get what I mean? You cannot just approach it any kind of way. Why, does it, why do you think when it comes to your God that created you, he will not have a certain way that he wants you to worship him. He will not have a certain way that he wants you to live as his children. You think he's just going to accept anything? Anything you give him is okay? If your teacher is not going to accept any way you wrote the assignment without following her instruction, or the judge, you know, or the, even your, the president or the governor, whoever, everybody has rules, you know? And you think God that created you, he's just going to be okay. However you live your life is okay with him. Whatever you say is okay with him. He's just going to accept it. No. He's your God and you are not. Okay? We need to make sure that we are aware of these things and stop being ignorant. You cannot keep being ignorant. And I talked about this. Uh, we read Proverbs last time. Proverbs 1 it was telling us we cannot keep being ignorant on these things. Wisdom is literally knocking on our door. And we should listen to it. And we should heed to those um, um, callings. Those knock on our door. God is knocking on our door. The greatest commandment, which can be found in Matthew 22. We can read from 36 to 39. It says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You see this. This is the greatest commandment. It's always about it's love. Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And also love your neighbor as you love yourself. Don't you want to know the God that, that is requiring you to love him? You cannot love something that you don't know. You cannot love something accidentally. You cannot love something without paying attention to it. You know, everything, even doing science in, in the lab, in the laboratory, you cannot just make, you cannot just do anything. You have to follow um, a particular experiment procedure. You cannot just do anything. And when you don't follow the particular procedure, you will get a different result. Sometimes it can be destructive in the lab. 
You get what I mean? And you had to follow it. You cannot mix chemicals wrongly. You had to, there's a particular way you do things. You know, we cannot be doing that thing in our life and then we think God would just accept anything that we want. He would not. He's the one that gave us that brain. We cannot use it in other things, but when it comes to him, we turn it off. We don't use it. We don't worship him wholeheartedly. And that's what he's requiring us to. He's requiring us to love him with every being of us. And you will want to, I'm sure you want to know this God that wants you to worship him, to love him. You have to know him. And let me tell you, you cannot love someone. You cannot love someone else if you haven't loved God first. Because by his power, if you were saved, he gave you the Holy Spirit. By his power, the his Holy Spirit, you are able to love people like the way he wants us to love people. You get what I mean? And then in turn, loving him as well too, you know? And you cannot do it on yourself, on your own. You need that Holy Spirit to do it. And you can only get the Holy Spirit if you are actually saved. So, basically, the whole thing I'm trying to get at is that God gave you that brain that you're using. Not only to use it in the things of the world, but also he wants you to use it to learn about him, you know? Yes, I am aware that we human beings, we have um, limited knowledge, you know, which means we do not know everything. You know, there's some questions that you might be having that some people might not be able to answer you, you know, or, or we might not even, we, anybody, nobody in this planet can be able to answer you when it comes to knowing about God because we have limited knowledge. We know in part. You get what I mean? And eventually, when we get to meet the Lord, we will get the whole concept. So you might not completely understand God completely. It's not possible because he's, he's greatest. You get what I mean? So you cannot do that. And because of we might not know everything, that's not something that will make you to leave the faith or think like, oh, if you guys don't know all the answers, oh, I have to leave. How can you not know the answers? You get what I mean? This is the same thing. For example, in the medical field, especially if you are going through um, infertility or whatever it is, the doctors will tell you so many, there's so many uncertainties. Even though the doctors went to, went to school for years, they studied years in school for this medical degree they have. They don't know it all. Sometimes when you go into surgery, you have to sign something that sometimes you might survive, sometimes you might die in the process, or you might not die, it might go successfully, you know? But that's not me. you're going to stop doing the surgery. You're still going to do the surgery. Or sometimes when, even with um, giving birth, there's no guarantees there. There's sometimes when the doctors will tell you, oh, it, there's no guarantee. You know, we, we might see how things go. And, you know, when you do this, doesn't mean that it will work. You know, we will, especially those that are going to infertility. People go through IVF. Most cases, the doctors tell you that it's not 100%. You get what I mean? It doesn't mean you're not going to try. We still go to the hospital. We're still trying. And so many other things. It applies even in our regular life. We might not know the other answers today. In our family or career or whatever, those that are starting a new business, you, you might not know that you might, be success you might still be running your business in the next five years. But guess what? You're still going to take that leap of faith. You're still going to try. But when it comes to God, when it comes to honoring God, when it comes to worshiping him, when you start seeing that you don't have all the answers, you're like, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm not doing these things. No. You're just finding excuses. That's not enough reason for you to not worship your God. Because guess what? At the end of the day, you still have to face him, whether you like it or not. 
you're still going to face him. I need to make sure that judgment day would not be a day, you, you know, leading you to hell. It would be a day leading you to heaven, okay? So that's why I'm talking about this. Even the Bible told us this. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. You know, so God, I've already told us, that there's some things that we might not know, the secret things that we might not know, those secret things that we might not completely know, God have already told us that it belongs to him. You get what I mean? And the things that he have revealed to us is what we should focus on. And he did reveal himself in the Bible, you know? We focus on that. He have provided everything that we need in that Bible. And he provided each other to help each other in this. That's what we are all, body of Christ is here to build each other up, to edify each other. Because you cannot walk with Christ alone. You need everybody to help you. You need the body of Christ to help you because you need people that will keep you accountable. You need people that will encourage you. You need people that will correct you or rebook you when it's necessary. You get what I mean? So you need those things. You cannot do it alone. We don't, because of the things that is now revealed to us, we say we're not going to worship God. But we haven't even done half of the thing that is revealed to us in the scriptures. So that's not a good enough reason to even do that. You know, so I would encourage everybody to actually look at it this, this way. You know, worshiping God does not mean you have to turn off your brain. You only use it in business time, in other things. But when it comes to God, you're done. Even if you have questions, you will suppress it. Oh, we don't ask questions. We just believe it and keep going. Ask questions. Trust me, there's so many people that's out there to actually help you with the answers. And I can I recommend some of the people for you. Um, maybe you're in an area where you still haven't found a good church or, so, or stuff like that. I would recommend some people, if you have YouTube, because YouTube is, as, is accessible to almost everyone now. Praise be to God for that, if you have internet access. And you can check out um, Mike Winger, M-I-K-E, and the last name is W-I-N-G-E-R. He helps you know people think biblical on any questions regarding God of your sleep because he's also a pastor, you can listen to his videos. His videos are long, but it's very, very informative. And it will help you. Trust me, it will bless your life. And also, I also recommend Alan Parr. And I think his YouTube name is The Beat by Alan Parr. You know, the last name is spelled P-A-R-R. You know, look for it on YouTube. He do answer some tough questions that we Christians might have, and we don't know the answers to. He can help guide you how to find the answers in the Bible or how to answer that question. And also, you can listen to, if you want to know about Jesus, that you put your faith in, that you, that you, that saved you, that is your Savior, that will be your Lord if you are not saved. If you are if saved, that is your Lord. If you want to learn more about him, the, the person that I would recommend for now would be Paul Washer. You know, he do have, I think his, I think his YouTube channel part would be Heart Cry Missionary. Heart, H-E-A-R-T-C-R-Y, Missionary or something like that. Or just type in Paul Washer. I'm sure a lot of his videos, the videos that he's in will pop out, you know. He will help you actually. He, he's preaching, he's so focused on teaching people about Jesus, especially the 
living a life of Jesus, you know, living a, a Christian life. He will help break those things down for you. Those are the three people I would recommend for now that you should listen to because you don't want to spend, because I know a lot of people spend time on social media and all of these places, but you're not even spending those time in learning about your faith, in growing in your faith, in learning the God that told you to love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And also love your neighbor as you love yourself, you know. So you want to dedicate time. In, at, he, he is worthy of those time. More than the time, actually. But that, sh- that could be, that's the least that you can do. That would be your re- reasonable worship that was described in Romans 12, 1 to 2. So with all this being said, you know, if you finally know about God, in the sense that your faith makes sense, you know, or God makes sense to you. You know he's real. For you to actually leave, leave out that truth, you must believe, you must believe in your heart. That's why Proverbs 1.7 says, let me go to it. I think we talked about it last time um, in fear, the episode, The Fear of the Lord. If you want to check out that episode, I will highly encourage you to check it out. I just basically share my devotions or what I learned in book of proverb one because we are going through proverb so um proverb one seven says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction so like i was saying you know knowing god is real knowing that god is real and not obeying him is just being a hypocrite you know and also being wicked as well too but knowing god is real and living in obedience is wisdom and you can only do that through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. You get what I mean? By the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you know? So this is, is one thing to know. Okay, now I'm applying my brain. I'm going to learn about these things. I'm asking questions. I'm getting the answers. You know, I'm reading my word. It's one thing to know God, to have that knowledge of God. It's another thing to actually apply that knowledge. That's when wisdom comes in. And that's actually when you actually walk in obedience. You live for Christ, you know? And not live for yourself. Basically, in conclusion, you must not only be hearer of the word, but doers of the word, like James 1.22 says. And you cannot just say, oh, I have faith, and that's it. There has to be some fruit, you know? And just having faith and stopping at there, and you're not seeing any fruit in your life, you're not seeing any transformation in your heart, basically inside out, that should tell you maybe you are deceiving yourself, you know? So um, just saying that you have faith is not just enough, you know? Because even James 2 verse 19 says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So there has to be a difference between you and the demons. You get what I mean? Demons are the fallen angels that joined the devil, you know, when he was thrown out of um, heaven. You get what I mean? So they also believe. They know Jesus is real. They know God is real. But, of course, they are not in obedience with him. They are not entrusting him. You know, but you, when you just say you believe, you also have to trust him with your life. That's why Jesus said in, in the scriptures, for you to follow me, you have to die to self and carry your cross for you to follow him. That's what it looks like to follow Christ. You have to die to self. You are no longer the Lord of yourself. You're no longer doing things that you like or you desire. It's about things that God desires because you're not living for Christ. He died for you, resurrected so that you can live. 
and you now your life is no longer yours it's his and you had to live for him so you cannot be shouting christian up and down your life does not reflect a christian life because now you're going to cause others to blaspheme the name of god because you still need to remember loving your, your neighbor is also has to do with your character also how you live your life you can say all we want just my life i can do whatever i want you know it's not anybody's business it is everybody's business because your life too the way you decide to live your life affects people whether knowingly or knowingly that's why god commanded us to love our neighbor and it has to do with how we live our life we need to make sure that we are actually living a life worthy of praise we are actually living a life worthy of christ you know as in a life led by the spirit not a life led by the flesh Led by the Spirit, I'm talking about is Spirit of God controlling you, doing things that pleases God, that God wants you to do. That means walking in love, walking in kindness, walking in goodness, walking in patience, walking in self-control, walking in um, faithfulness, walking in meekness, you know, all those things. You know, those are the fruits of the Spirit, you know. And you cannot do this without the Holy Spirit. Because this is now, all these things I'm mentioning, some people would be like, oh, I'm already patient, I'm already loving. That's not what you think. Trust me, what you are thinking right now is not what it is. Get to read the word of God. See how Christ lived his life. That's what we are talking about. That's who's the standard. Christ is the standard. Not what you think in your head is the standard, okay? So I'm going to stop here, and um, I want to encourage all of you guys to keep striving for this, you know. You know, draw near to to God. He w- He will draw near to you. His hands is always open, ready to receive you. Seek Him. He will reward those who diligently seek Him. He will. And when we're talking about reward, reward might not be what you think. Giving you more money, giving you higher job. We're not talking about the worldly things. We're talking about the things of God. You get what I mean? So, seek Him. If you lack wisdom, He will give you wisdom. Ask Him. That's what Jesus told the woman at the well. God is seeking true worshipers, those who worship him in truth and spirit. Yes, I know it's hard, but praise be to God we are not doing it alone because the Holy Spirit in us is helping us do it. And I know it's a daily struggle. That's why God, Jesus said that we had to pick up our cross daily. That means it's a daily repentance. We cannot stop repenting. It's a daily repentance, and God is with us to help us through it. You can do it because the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, if you are saved, will help you do it. And if you're not saved, I pray that you'll be able to um, make that choice today because it's not something you can push back. You have to make that choice today and believe in Jesus. Make that choice to give your life to Christ. Stop living a life that fulfills you. Live a life that fulfill God's will for you. So please, I would encourage you to please make that decision. Come to believe in Christ. Accept that gift of salvation. And God is willing to gift it to you. Trust me. And I pray that, that you will make that decision because time waits for no one. You don't know when your time will be up. And if you are asking, how will I know if I'm saved? How you know is if you die today at this moment, where are you going? If you're not sure that you're going to spend eternity with God Almighty, I believe that you, don't, you are not saved. You have to make that decision. And I, I will highly encourage you to pray 
believe in Christ. Give your life to Christ. Live a life of Christ. And God will help you through it. You cannot do it alone. Trust me. My goal is always for everyone to be saved. <laughs> I know um, and I don't have the power to save people. It's not me that saves people. It's only Christ that saves people. So that's why I'm praying that I draw more people to Christ through this podcast. And um, God has saved me. I want him to save you as well too. Because this word is not our place. Trust me. It's not. All these temporary feelings and, and happiness you keep getting, it does not last. Because life is fleeting. All right, I'm going to stop here. And I hope you guys are blessed by this episode. This is just something that God is laying on my heart. And I just wanted to share with you guys and some realization that I got and some things that I come to, I come to understand that, you know, um, I can also use my brain in church. I can also use, I can ask questions. I can ask, you know, also when I'm listening to preachings, it also has to appeal to my senses too. It's not just only emotion, emotion, emotion. It has to also make sense. Make sense when I'm talking, I'm talking about is when it comes to make sense to what God have already said in his Bible, in his, in his book, which is the Bible. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope to see you guys here again, listening to next episode coming up next week, Tuesday. Remember, God loves you and I love you too. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.